0: Block Talk Radio.
1: (laughs) Maden Madden voice. 3, 2,
2: 1, now. And we now know who is playing in the Super Bowl. The Atlanta Falcons and the New England Patriots. That will be Super Bowl 51 in Houston. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty good game. I mean... You know, uh, you know. there's 30, 30 teams. Well, you know, I guess there's not 30 teams. There's, um, you know, we started off the playoffs with 12 teams. So there's now 10 teams that all wish that, you know, we were there and we're down to the final two. And, um, you know, it should be a good game. It should be a good matchup, you know. But, you know, we've got two shows to really talk about the upcoming Super Bowl and uh tonight let's kind of focus on what happened this weekend and some other miscellaneous news stories and i would be remiss considering how my last several days have gone if i didn't mention oh and we have a new president (laughs) we have a new president and his name is donald trump (laughs) and i love him i hate him he is your president so um you know i'll touch on that a little bit later but um you know, it's, it's major news no matter what, no matter what else is going on in the world. The fact that the United States of America has a new president for the first time in eight years is big news. So we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention that he was sworn in on Friday, you know. And that's a fact, by the way. That is not an alternate fact. That is a fact that he is the president of the United States. Um, anyway, we had some interesting games this weekend. I don't really want to call them good games. I don't view them as competitive because both teams got Mollywops. But it was interesting because I didn't expect it. You know, I, I you didn't expect either team to get mollywhopped like that. You certainly didn't expect, you know, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, God, God and Green, um, you know, to get whooped up as badly as he did. And, um, you know, we'll bring Case on in a minute. But, you know, didn't expect the Steelers to uh, – you know, get hurt that way either. I mean, it was, um, that, 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 that beating is so bad. It got Ben Roethlisberger not even committing to come back next year. You know, and then maybe it's just emotion. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's just tired of getting beat up. Um, maybe he figures, hey, I got two rings, you know, I'm good. Um, but he, he has not made a commitment, which is, you know, definitely want to get K Star's thoughts on that. Um, but anyway, speaking of, you know, I don't do this alone. It's me, Commissioner T here. I do have, um, Uh, You know, from week to week, you don't know how many co-hosts you have. I should have three. I only see two on now. Uh, It's becoming a common thing now to to not have a full crew. So, um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, let me bring on uh, the voice of reason, my younger brother, JB. Welcome to the Madden Voice.
3: Yes, sir. Get down to the nitty-gritty, and then there's only
2: two. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And let's bring on Mr. Conspiracy Theory himself, K Star. Welcome to the Mad Voice. Oh
0: man, not a conspiracy theorist? How dare you? <laughs> I wish there was a conspiracy to find out left of my Steelers, or wish we could find out. Yo, what the hell? About.
2: You know, you know, we are spent all <laughs> this all this Facebook time talking about Trump. Man, I was uh, like, you know, hey man, hey man, you don't get to talk about Trump the way your team just just got Molly bro. What? Listen, let's just jump right in, man. Let's just jump. What? What?
0: What happened? Well, that it wasn't way. even
2: competitive.
0: No, it wasn't. I mean, I watched the game three times. I put myself through misery three straight times. That's right. For equivalent of about nine hours, um, not feeling myself much lately because of it. And, frankly, you know, it's, it's pretty simple, the takeaways each time. I mean, literally, it sounds so simple, but the Steelers were out-schemed. And they were out executed. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like the the uh, Patriots' strategy offensively was just to flood the zone, spread the de- spread the Steelers out horizontally, and flood the zones, to which they did. Um, really, the only stops we really got on the uh, Patriots were as a result of drop passes on some third and shorts and stuff like that. You know, and offensively, uh, we we had a little bit going here and there, but. The Steelers turned into a passing team relatively quickly for two reasons. One, um, and this is certainly not the reason why I lost, so please don't get it twisted, but losing Le'Veon Bell for the game basically uh, after the second play of the game, kind of reconstructed the strategy, but then also playing from behind uh, against a very uh, fast-paced New England style offense this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, kind of manufactured in the Steelers being exposed at, the number two receiver having to turn into a passing team and, you know, having to deal without Le'Veon Bell as a threat out the backfield. Uh, you know, the Patriots took away Antonio Brown by having top corner Malcolm Butler and a safety over the top of the whole game and basically dared the Steelers to beat them over the middle and through their second receiver. And they just couldn't do it. They couldn't beat the one-on-one coverage, you know, on the outside and, uh, they, they just couldn't get any control of the game, um, you know, and, it, I mean, it's simple as that. The Steelers just got outplayed and now executed and out-schemes. It's really just rough to see, but, I mean, it is what it is. It it really does suck, though, like, just as a fan standpoint, watching it again, just,
2: you know, the Steelers over the
0: last – they had a nine-game winning streak going into it, not that watching them play you would think that they ever won a game before. Um but they had a nine-game win streak going into it, and largely it was due to, you know, running the ball um, a lot with Le'Veon Bell over 25 times a game with him over that, uh, you know, stretch. And, you know, again, when you lose a guy, kind of, you know, you have to adjust on the fly, and the Steelers just could not do it at all um, and keep up with the
2: Patriots. Hmm. Okay. Let's bring on Dr. Train. Dr. Train is with us. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Uh, just co- commiserating with uh, K Star as he was the last one standing of all our teams, and he uh, uh, sounds you know. depressing. Yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta admit, I you know, even with you know, uh, you know, with Bell going down, um. I really thought that you guys would have put up a better fight. I was really surprised. I, I I didn't think the Patriots were that good until, you know, until I actually watched it and I was like, wow, you know, Ben looks pedestrian. Brown isn't getting going. I mean, there's really nothing going on there. And I I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger and his non-committal for next year? He's not he is not committing to coming back next year. Yeah, I mean,
0: talk about tough week, right? I mean, we've already got our ass shaped now, like I'm just getting curb stomped over here. Um, I think it's just emotion. You know, we kind of heard that it's not in rare, tori- rare territory where a player after either a significant loss or injury, you know, who's up there in the career might say those type of things. We just heard Earl Thomas from Seattle say that weeks ago after an injury, but apparently he's going to come back. Um, So I think Ben, you know, he's at a point where I'm sure he's tired of getting hurt every season. But I think that he might just be trying to send a message um, to Le'Veon, to Antonio, to Martavis Bryant, who wasn't even on the field all season. Uh, I'm sure, and from what I've read, Ben is pretty sick and tired of breaking a bone every year for guys who are getting suspended either for the whole season, for part of the season, or who have been turning into prima donnas, And so I think it's, I don't think he actually will retire. I think that's, you know, being, coming off a tough loss, but also trying to send a message to the other guys in the locker room, the younger players, that, hey, like, look, if you guys don't pick it up from a character standpoint, I'm not going to ride with you guys. Like, I'm too old for this shit uh, type feeling. And (laughs) I I think that's all that it is. But, I mean, I, I get it, right? Like, you know, it's, I mean, the guy's a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he doesn't even have, you know, again, I'm not making excuses for why the Steelers lost, but he didn't have nearly a full complement of weapons one way or another all season long for like the third or fourth straight year because of,
2: you know, stupid
0: off the field issues.
2: Well, I and think, Ashby, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can, I can, I can, I can get there. I can get there to a point with you. Uh, um, I can't get all the way there with you with the weapons because I think, you know, I mean, Rogers, you know, had the same issue, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, Brady lost Gronkowski early in the season. Um, You know, so, I mean, I think that, I think, you know, probably the only guy who really didn't have to deal with, I know Jones has had some turf toe, but he's pretty much played, you know, it's probably Matt Ryan, but, you know, but at the same time, I, I would think, I would think it's more just the physical beatings that he is taking year after year. And I think there is something to be said for, you know, you know, and I was going to ask you the other thing is, you know, Brown doesn't even do the post-game, you know, press conference, you know, the media questions. Um, You know, is this guy, is this guy becoming like, you know, a Randy Moss prima donna now or what, what's, what's, what's the deal here? I mean, he never really has had that
0: you know, reputation. Uh, I think the Facebook thing kind of took him a back in that he got negative press for really the first time in maybe his entire career and didn't respond very well to it. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. It's really too early, but there are some, a couple of red flags. Um, but you know, it's a long off season, you know, hopefully what has happened, he will have to mature and, and think over. And I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow, and in your season, with, on such a horrible note, I mean, not to say Brown played bad, but just the controversy surrounding him really ruins what an incredible run he's had the last four or five seasons when, you know, kind of leaving with a sour taste in your mouth, kind of like Cam did last year, uh, just on a smaller platform, you know, relative to the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, r- real quick on the Steelers game the Steelers-Patriots, you know, I really do think that, that Ben – and, again, um, spec- a little bit of speculation. Uh, I do think he's speaking to, to Bell and to Bryant quite a bit. Uh, you know, the, the reason why the Patriots were so successful is the game plan was relatively simple. They just doubled AB every play, and th- they couldn't get separation on the outside, whereas, you know, when they had Martavis Bryant a couple of years prior, it was easy. They would just bomb people away. And I'm sure Ben was frustrated. He's expressed his frustration and. Uh, Bryant fell in in Brown, more so in Bell and Bryant in their suspensions, so I mean, yeah, like you said, I'm sure the injuries the way and style in which they lost and just, you know, it's like, why would I put myself through these injuries, these broken bones if I have guys who, you know, aren't even 100% of the way there because they keep getting suspended, like, at least Julio, at least Gronkowski, they got hurt, but you have guys on our team who get suspended each year almost routinely, it's
2: you know, I'm sure pretty rough yeah, i make one other comment, and I'll bring uh, bring, uh, JB and Train in. But I, I think you dismissed the press conference thing a little too quick. You know, I, 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 I will say what I have said about Cam Newton. You know, if you're going to get up there and dance and sing and do all of that when you're winning, and, you know, you're on every other TV commercial now, you know, oh, is this what it sounds like when Janie gets – gets uh, Mary's number and, uh, you know, Pepsi, you know what I mean? Hey, man, you got to stand up there. You you are, you know, you're the superstar. You got to be up there and you got to take the heat. You know, you can't just, uh, I'm not going to talk to the press. And hey, man, I, you know, you're the one that did that dumb Facebook Live thing when the coach was talking. That's just stupid. Plain stupid, you know? And so, hey, I, 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 I you know, I hope somebody got in his ass. Let's just put it that way. I hope Tomlin got in his ass, not just about the Facebook thing, but about hiding out like that. Ben stood up there like a pro. Stood up there like a man and just said, hey, we got beat, you know, whatever, you know. And and he, yeah, I, I, as much as I can't, you know, I'm a Cowboy fan, I've always liked Ben. I've always, from the day he was drafted, I always said, man, that guy's gonna be good. You know, how come he, had, how come he ended up in Pittsburgh? Jesus Christ. You know, and he has been everything I thought he would be. Anyway, uh, let's bring in Dr. Train. Dr. Train, your thoughts, uh, sticking with the uh, Patriots and the uh, Steelers. Did you think that the Steelers would get handled so dominantly by the Patriots? Uh, No, I didn't. Uh, After listening to everything uh,
4: K-Star, mostly everything that K-Star said, really my biggest disappointment with the Steelers was the defense. Like Don Brady had a ridiculous amount of time to throw the ball. On top uh, of that, uh, even even when he didn't have a ridiculous amount of time to throw the ball, he's throwing to a wide open Chris Hogan. As if this dude now running around on the field with the plague and no one's covering him. I don't you know, your team can battle your team can battle back at some point when you're when you kinda have the game under control. Like here's here's the real 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 talk. When I just in comparison to Dallas Green Bay, which was the the week before in Dallas off, not one time did I look at that game, and I'm just like, Yeah, Dallas is out of I'm looking like, Come on y'all, y'all I've seen y'all off Y'all can get back in. And I'm looking at the Steelers game, I'm just like, Where's the adjustment? It's like, you guys aren't adjusting at all. And I know you say oh, maybe man. went out but even when he was in, it's still that patient running game that he was trying to do, it wasn't working. Like oh. the minute he would try to stall and make a bad dash, it's not no, you're not coming out of there. They really prepared <laughs> for the way he run for the way he run the ball. And it was just really the biggest disappointment for me. Like there was no adjustment no on defense. Like, you gotta hit Tom Brady. Tom Brady is sitting back there in a white suit smoking a cigarette, you know what I'm saying, getting a pedicure, it's like I got all day. The um, defense, for me, is just like a sad thing, not showing
0: up. Yeah, especially considering how well the defense played in this last nine-game stretch. And they got, they've got, they been getting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, Dupree got a couple of rushes, but outside of that, you know, hurries. But they're, outside of that, there wasn't a whole lot going uh, and I, their way. And I'll,
4: I'll add one other thing to this. Antonio Brown, he already said it was stupid, but I honestly felt like that right there literally deflated this team before this matchup. Yeah. Here you got the young fiery coach in Tomlin who's trying to get his team amp after a, a, a close win against Kansas City, letting them know we got a monster ahead of us trying to, you know, get his team out. And my man is in the background doing Facebook Live instead of listening to his coach. And when I saw that, I was just like, and, he, and the bad part about it is something got to come out and actually apologize for what he said in locker room. I was like, he shouldn't be yep. apologizing for that. That makes no sense. It was a locker room. Yeah. He shouldn't even have gotten out. Yeah, I feel like that right there was like a silly, really, like, a big deflation of the team. That was huge to me as far as, like, your momentum and and, and your grit and your your whatever you need to go into that game. You spent a week apologizing instead of being amped off what the coach had said.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I didn't think going into the game it would cause much of a rift, but I I don't mean to be – Mr. Hindsight, guys. I mean, we look at it like when the team is faced with adversity, they have to believe in, you know, the guys that they're playing with. And I do think that, you know, it's possible, probably even likely, that Brown lost some trust from the guys in the locker room. You know, in such a short week, not like he had a chance, lot of chances and opportunity to make up for it. And when the Steelers got down and faced adversity, I mean, I don't want to say they gave up or anything, but I just didn't see the resolve that we've seen, and you know, from them early in the season. For most of the season, frankly, uh, which was very concerning, um, and real quick on on Bell, you know, Trent. I see, what you're I, I get what you're saying, but I don't really, I really don't think it's fair to judge him because apparently he he got hurt on the second play of the game. So, I mean, yeah, his his the Patriots certainly have a good run defense. Don't be wrong, but I mean, it, he didn't really get a chance to play, and that really sucks. For a lot of reasons. Actually, I
4: don't think would, I don't think I'm we sorry, won. but I don't think we would have won. I'm about to start Justin Le'Veon Bell because my problem is one, you've you, you got to get past suspenses, but two, you can't stay healthy in the postseason. What good are you?
0: I mean, the dude literally just is second all time in postseason rushing yards in the first couple of games, so I don't want to crush him here. I mean, he was the reason why we train we went on this nine game win streak and honestly got to the championship game. We rode with Le'Veon Bell, so. It, yeah, it sucks. It really blows, but I mean, I, could, I don't fault that Lady on I just can't. I mean, he got his. Well, he, I I he don't, don't know that. Blows. I don't know
2: that. I don't know that. There's. I think there's enough fault to go around. But I I agree with Train that that stutter step, that little pause that he normally does, that patient running as they call it. yo, they shut that down. Even you know you can Completely. say he was injured, but he he was in the game. You know what I mean and. You know, you, you in the game, you expected to perform. This is this, this, this AFC Championship, you know. And, man, that, that, that normal little patient-patient hit the hole. And it almost it at was, one point was, I was like, I was like, at one point I was like, dude, just, just hit the hole. Just hit the hole. You know what I mean? Yo, pull up your cell phone, watch a video of Ezekiel Elliott, no. and hit the hole. Because in this particular game, against this particular team, it wasn't working. He needed to just hit the hole. He didn't need to be all, you know, he needed to hit the hole. And I know that's his style, but it wasn't working. They 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 Well, anyway, let's bring hey. JB in. JB hasn't said anything. JB, hey, uh, your thoughts on the game. You know, hey, was it really the Pittsburgh that good? Or did the Steelers, I mean, I'm sorry, New England just that good? Or did uh, Pittsburgh really stink it up or a combination of both? Well, I'm gonna say it's a
3: combination of both of them. I'll go back to what I stated last week when I had made my prediction, stating that both teams didn't play as well as they possibly could leading up to the championship game. and I felt as though the Patriots didn't make their adjustments so than what the Steelers did. When you have the Patriots operating on all cylinders, they're a tough team to beat, and when you have a distraction with with Antonio Brown and then even even the first play of the game, they didn't seem quite right, the Steelers. But then when you add into the fact that Bell goes out with an injury, they just seemed even more deflated after that. So that's not to make excuses because, obviously, D'Angelo Williams is a more adequate bat. He can carry the load as well. But they just never seemed the same. And I feel as though, to, to Train's point, they didn't make the necessary adjustments, for, 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 secondly, but, but for starters, they go in there playing the zone, and Brady's been shredding zones like nobody's business, and they never changed it up. They never went to man with, with press coverage blitz and, and whatnot. I never really saw any of that. They stayed with their, their base zone package and kept it, and all they did was just get shredded day in and day out, play after play after play. It just goes to show you it's not so much about athletic ability in certain circumstances as it is about being cerebral, because you look at the routes that the Patriot uh, wide receivers were running. They were crisp. Brady was getting the ball onto them, onto them on time. They were able to run away from folks after the catch, break tackles. They just seemed like they had more pep in their step, more fire in their belly than what the Steelers had. Could it be home field advantage? Could it be the adjustments that they made in between the games from last week to the upcoming week? Could have been that. But I think I was more disappointed in their performance than I was being surprised at the way they, they were handled. I expected them to come out uh, almost like that uh, That Upload team, we're going to come and unleash hell in December, that one. I was expecting to see that. I didn't see anything unleashed. So I was more disappointed than I was surprised because I expected to see a lot more, and, you know, kind of a
2: dud that they put up. You know, you know what's interesting. We've talked a lot about seedings and stuff, but, you know, you've got – You've got a number one seed and a number two seed playing each other. You've got uh, uh, the other number one seed that, um, you know, unfortunately took about a quarter and a half to wake up before they made it a game. And had they woke up from the beginning, maybe it's, maybe it's a different Super Bowl. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But, um, you know, it, it really reinforces some of the things we were talking about a few weeks ago. That home field advantage or that first round buy, i mean, I think what we saw in Pittsburgh and in Green Bay, and we'll jump to Green Bay in a minute, was teams that were just tired. You know, I mean, we can we can we can talk about uh, Brown and the locker room distraction, and certainly there's some validity there. Certainly, we can talk about scheming, um, but I think as a team, I mean. You know, you, you know, Train was right. Brady, there was no pressure on Brady. You know, there was no pressure on Matt Ryan. You know, these guys jumped out, what was it, 31 to nothing in Green Bay? They jumped out on Aaron Rodgers, no. you know? Aaron Rodgers I, I think, was off, too. Yeah, but I, I think when you're talking about, you know, Ben's going to the Hall of Fame, and I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going, to. I think I, I'm getting a little tired yeah. of Aaron Rodgers. I ain't going to lie. I, I, You know, I, let, let's just go to Green Bay right now, because, I mean, first of all, I just wanna just say this before we well, get into the stuff. Well, well, well <laughs> well you know, well well brother well brother Jay will tell you that our father said this about Brett Favre years ago, that he was kind of the the darling of the NFL. And I'm not gonna say what my dad would say. Jason knows J B knows what dad said about Favre, and now I think uh it's the same about Rodgers. But it has to do with you know kind of being a hope I'm just going to leave it right there um and they you if you listen to the media last week, you would think there's no way that aaron rod you would you would think this is a one on one basketball game and that the entire media outlet forgot that there's twenty one other players that are going to be on the field well actually more if you put in special teams right but it ain't just Aaron Rodgers. I mean, granted, nope. he had a great game against Dallas. He had a great run. But you just too much. Too much. And, hey, now you see what happens. And, hey, I ain't going to lie. I don't believe in Matt Ryan. But, hey, he played well. The team played well, though. The defense shut him down. He, you know, Matt spreading the ball around on offense. And the Packers look outplayed. They look uninspired. They looked tired. You know, so...
0: It but, great
2: uh, from my point of view. Well, I know you loved it because, you know, the big bears think over there, you know. It was a warm, fuzzy, bruh. Yeah, I know and, you loved uh, it. I,
3: see, you know, that, I, I, I know you were thinking it would be warm and fuzzy. It had nothing to do with that liquor. You were just happy as all get out. See, <laughs>
0: see I, I do think you're definitely on to something uh, as far as the tired stuff goes because, think about it. I mean, the Packers, how were they successful? What were the means in which they were successful um, it was through Aaron Rodgers' right arm. Well, his right arm was a little off. It was tired. You know, the dude's been throwing the ball significantly, you know, a significant amount of attempts each game. On the other side, the Steelers, how did they get here? Literally, Le'Veon Bell had 30 carries in back-to-back games in there. You know, he looked off, you know, and he got hurt. But, you know, the, the point is in, uh, that, yeah, I mean, we played that many more snaps than another team, and they're, you know, have a weak uh, – you know, to get better and scheme and those type of things. And, I mean, you are at a disadvantage, like you said, but especially if you're kind of riding one, you know, the the game through one avenue uh, and that, you know, that player or that part of your team isn't functioning quite very well that next game because they're pretty freaking tired. I mean, it makes sense from just a snap standpoint,
2: right? Like, yeah, I mean, I think – well, I mean, I well, I mean, it's 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 athletics, and it, it's the reality. You get to this end of the year, people are getting tired. They're getting worn down. I think uh, I think in Dallas, not to bring up the Cowboys, but hey, I can. I think there was a lack of experience on how to handle that bye week, and the team went in flat. I don't think they were tired because they had the week off, but they went in flat, you know. And had they, and had it been, not, and I'm not saying it should have been. Had it been a Romo like a Matt Ryan all these years in the league, they know, hey, you know, we got to get out. We got to get out the gate. And it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to make it happen. Right. And I think Dak Prescott knew it, but there's no experience. He hasn't been there before. Tony Romo's been there. He understands. Hey, we got to jump, get out, get out. And I think it would have been it would have became competitive sooner. I don't know if they still would have won or not. Um, But you saw with Green Bay and and Matt Ryan, um, you know, the team, there's there's a nine-year veteran. There's a defensive coordinator who's won a Super Bowl. Um, Now he's a head coach, but he was a defensive coordinator with, with Seattle. He's won a Super Bowl. So here you go when we talk about quarterback and head coach where, you know, you've got a guy who's won a Super Bowl as a defense coordinator. You've got a guy that's nine years in the league, you know, played in one other championship game. So he's been there before. And I think, hey, man, we got to come out the box quick, you know, put these guys in a deficit, you know, and that's exactly what he did. And, of course, we already know what Tom Brady's going to do. I mean, I, I believe if I remember correctly, the Patriots who normally defer, I believe they took the ball first. Yep,
0: they did.
2: And I think that was the whole point. It's like, oh, we got to come. We got to jump out. And so I think people know, like, it's hey, you got to jump out too. to get points. But sometimes you just can't do it, and I think with Pittsburgh and I think with Green Bay, they just couldn't do it. You know, just you know, couldn't do it. I know. Hey, am I wrong, Train? You, you you was probably sitting over there, you know, had your wife on your lap, sitting there eating your wings. And I mean, how many drop passes did Green Bay have? How many bad throws did Aaron Rodgers make? I mean, it just seemed like I'm sitting there, and then it missed the damn field goal. I'm sitting over here cussing. Oh, it had to make the field goal last week, but you missed the first (laughs) field goal this
3: week, right? I I saw you. indoors. Don't forget that.
2: Man. And speaking of which, speaking of which, to to, to T's point, I mean, Boswell made six field goals last week.
0: He missed a fucking extra point against the Patriots. Like, God.
4: I guess for me, guys, I don't want to – I just don't want to take too much away from the opposing team. You know what I'm saying? You got to, you know, regardless of of how tired you are, and I get it, you know, I'm not disagreeing with y'all that it's a wear and tear on the body and the later it gets in the season, the tougher it gets because you got to grit it out because it's always one more game, one more game, one more play, one more snap, you know what I'm saying, until you can get get to that championship. But that's where the focus comes in. That's where you just got to bite down. You got to get it done. And uh, and and to and and to what you said earlier about Aaron Rodgers being the darling of the league, like I mean, this dude was pumped up so high as if Atlanta then almost like Atlanta was like non-existent. It's like really, like have y'all seen the Atlanta team? Have y'all seen Cal yeah. Shanahan get that offense together? You know what I'm saying? Have you have you seen it go to work? And did you see that defense come on late in the season? Like people forgot all of that.
2: And Atlanta, yeah, no. Uh, You're you're, you're absolutely right. And let me just clarify. I'm not saying that's why Green Bay lost or Pittsburgh lost. I'm saying that's probably why they got blown out. They might have still lost. But the fact that they got beaten so badly, I think they just didn't have any more. You know, when you're already – let's look at it this way. That game that Green Bay played against Dallas, I mean, I haven't seen a game that exciting in a long time. OK, I'm talking about my I got my phone being people texting me. I got comments on Facebook. OK, the game. The I mean, it felt like the Super Bowl almost. It was that height. It, you, you're at such a high emotional level. Right. And, and of course, for us as fans, it's a high emotional level. I didn't have a voice for three days. Y'all, if y'all, if you listen to any of the show last week,
0: I was, I, you
2: know, I had no voice. Okay. Kind of it was that I did, I really did. Well I never sound terrible, but I didn't sound like I didn't sound like my normal self. I never sound terrible. Sound like my normal self. But 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 the point remains is that I think for for Green Bay, who's experienced, and for Pittsburgh who's experienced to then, you know, Pittsburgh had a two-point game, came down to a two-point conversion that that was nullified, and you know, you you have the hype, you have the oh my god, and you, and then to turn it around, it's just you know, even with even with these experienced teams, there's only so much these superstars can do, you know, Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers. I'm just I'm sour on Aaron Rodgers one because he beat us, and two because the media loves him to death, and I just think, come on, you know, he gets he gets. When you look around okay. the NFL, he gets way too much love. I mean, Ben has two court, has two Super Bowls. We'll, we'll use Ben as an example. Ben don't get that kind of love. Okay, nope. So, so you know, I, it just irritates me. And it ain't Aaron's fault, but it irritates me that for some reason they've latched onto him and like he's God in green. It just it makes it makes me it makes me mad. it makes it. There were there are people saying he's better than Brady, and I was just like, what the.
0: Is going on people god hey
2: my own coach my own coach said that he's one of the three best ever to have laced them up quarterbacks and Jason Garrett was a former quarterback played behind Troy Aikman certainly knows quarterback and I said what are you doing don't give him that mm. kind of credit man pissed me off shoot um it was something else I wanted to ask K-Star and I I um God damn it! I lost it. It was it was about the Steelers, and I yes, and I. Yes, if that retires, we will be phoning Tony Romo on
0: line one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I didn't even think of that, but
2: you know that, that's actually uh, that's actually that's actually pretty good. That's actually yeah, pretty I mean, good. Makes sense. Well, you know, there there I I I I feel like I should take credit for this, but I won't. But I said if it was if it was me, and and I'm Tony Romo. The top team on my list is Denver, is Denver. That's the top team, and the media threw it out there, and then they it. If y'all was listening, right? They said Denver's not interested. Well, who was Tony Romo yep. spotted? Tony Romo spotted with at the inauguration, John Elway. Now, could be nothing, but come on, now you you know, come on, it's just coincidence. It's just coincidence, right? Yeah, you know. Here's the man that can get it done. Here's the man that went out and got Peyton Manning. Now, okay, I, I, I can see Tony Romo is not Peyton Manning, but there are some similarities to the situation. injury prone, late in their career. you know, Dude, Peyton, Peyton wanted Manning one more ring. oh I, I I agree with that. Um, Peyton wanted one more ring. Tony wants a ring. Clearly, in both situations, the team is is you know a quarterback away. You know, and so I, I still think that's where Tony ends up, and I think I think Jerry Jones will do everything in his power to help make that happen, um, because he he loves Tony Romo. Tony Romo, like Big Ben, you know, um, has put his body, heart, and soul for the Dallas Cowboys, and I will, and you know what I will always I will always root for Tony Romo. I will always root for Tony Romo, Would, just like I rooted for Demarcus Ware. Sure? I will always root. I will. I will. Uh, that's With, that's, that's you know. Let me
4: ask you though. I mean, do you still think he will try to pull that trade off, knowing that it's a possibility he could be facing this guy the next season? Well, Cause well we know one how one strong Denver defense is, and it's not—it's not It's not my, Paul. Quarterback. Uh, hold on, hold
1: on. my quarterback.
2: Okay, I had to throw that out there. Um, yeah, I think he would because if—if if, if, you know the—the the chances unless they're playing that division which I don't know if they are actually I could look it up um but outside of whether they're the NFC East is playing AFC West um next year the the only way they'll they'll meet is in the Super Bowl and but that, frankly that's
4: exactly what I'm speaking
2: towards that's what exactly this, what I'm speaking towards is the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl? Yeah no I, I I don't think I don't think I don't think he would I don't think he would I don't think that's going to stop him because um he I believe that he wants to allow Tony Romo a chance to win a Super Bowl elsewhere. And that means you don't send him to Cleveland. <laughs> you don't send him to the Jets. You know, you don't send him to Jacksonville. You know, you, you, you send, send him them to, to a Chicago. competitor. You don't send him to Chicago. I don't believe he'll be in the <laughs> NFC because because then, then you may see him. Um, I believe it's an AFC team. Um, You know, people have talked about Houston. I think the salary cap and that contract they had with Iceweiler is just going to be too much, so I I don't see it being Houston. Um, Could be the Jets because Todd Bowles is there, but I don't know. I didn't think the Jets were really that good this year, but that's a possibility. But, you know, the Broncos would be the top of the list. And then, of course, if Ben does shock the world and retire, then absolutely. I mean, Todd Haley, you know, was was a you know a coach with Dallas, so certainly there's some familiarity with Todd Haley and uh, um, you know Tony Romo, so you know that that that's actually not not that crazy of a thought there, K Star, if if Big Ben did um did retire, so yeah, I guess yeah, I mean hopefully
0: he doesn't retire, but I mean certainly if he did, that's the first place I would look. It's like all right, someone call Romo. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: I couldn't see any other place outside of Denver myself, and I think we all were on that same page uh, a couple of weeks ago, when it was really brought to the surface. Can't see other any other landing place in the NFC. It's not going to happen. And look over the other side of the coin there. You might know, the Broncos make the best fit. Even you know we talked about Simeon and uh, Paxton Lynch having one heck of a quarterback battle. They're still young, so it seems like they would need some veteran leadership and who else better than, than Romo to come in and deliver
2: that. So that'd be my take too. Yeah, t- Tony Romo will play two more seasons unless unless, you know, he re breaks his collarbone or re hurts his back. If he can stay healthy, I, I I think he'll get a three or four year deal somewhere, but I think he'll play two seasons and I think that'll be about it. I don't think his I don't think his body is gonna take him more than two more seasons, even though this season was pretty much a wash. Last season, I mean, in the last two years, he's played four games. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, he 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 hasn't played a lot in the last couple of years, and we saw what he did against uh, Philly that one drive. I mean, he looked he looked. Granted, on Dallas' side, it wasn't it was actually I guess the whole game there was nothing to play for. But you got to think that Philly must have said when Romo came in, he ain't scoring on us. Fuck that dude! Ain't played all year. I don't give a fuck. He ain't scoring on us. I I gotta think. That that's mm-hmm. what Philly said, and then he marched right down the field and scored on him. So I guess we'll see. Um, you know, as far as the Atlanta-Green Bay game, um, it was the first time that I had to question if Antonio Brown is still the best wide receiver in, an, in the NFL. Because, um, mm-hmm. man, Julio Jones, bruh. Good God almighty, Julio Jones, bruh. I, 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 you know. <laughs> the com- The combination of Brown really i mean I get it, I get it he, he going up against a defensive genius and bill Belichick, he's gonna take away you know your your star um but you know there have been many times that they've tried to take Brown out of games teams have, and he still comes up and gets twelve for one sixty two you know what I mean two touchdowns, and he didn't get he didn't do nothing in this game, so I I I I'm on the fence now as we as we end this season. I think Julio Jones could make a claim saying, you know what, I'm the best wide receiver in the NFL and I, I don't know that I don't know that I could argue it. I think I think it, it it's it's a little closer than I originally said earlier in the season. That dude's a beast. He's just a beast. Yeah, he is. I love watching that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And speaking of wide receivers, congratulations to Dead Bryant. Because because Julio Jones is going to the Super Bowl, Dez Bryant was named to his third Pro Bowl. So congratulations, Dez Bryant. Mm-hmm. That s seven Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, going to the Pro Bowl. How about that? Um, hey, if it means
4: anything to you, T, it's now we got two Bears in there. So,
2: well, you know, speaking of the Bears, though, what I was going to tell you is, you guys, you guys are coaching the, one of the uh, coaching organizations in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, North. right now you do know that that is indirectly how the Cowboys uh, decided to go and and get Dak Prescott because it, last year it was Jason Garrett and his coaching staff mm-hmm. that coached in the Senior Bowl, and he 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 very much came out and said that's when he really realized the quality player Dak Prescott was. And even when he was drafted, when they called to tell him they were going to draft him, he said, made a comment like, it just seems like this is the way it was always going to be, referring back to the relationship they created at the senior Mm -hmm. bowl. So, you know, your situation, man, especially you guys needing a quarterback. Hey, you know, maybe maybe next draft you'll be telling, you know, the same kind of story. I just hope they take advantage of the opportunity, man. I mean, according to stuff that I
4: read by the scouts, they consider it a great opportunity to do so because it's like that. You 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 pretty much get a head start. You get a head start oh, yes. in your evaluation process. So it's a it's a big deal uh, that you make it count. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just hoping that you know they do it, and the next year we can see something. And, and the result of them having not having an
2: opportunity. Well, let me tell you, I I can honestly say, um, we'll wait and see how Jalen Smith plays next year, uh, assuming that he he does play. But, um, with with that as, um, you know, we'll see. I think last year's draft might go down as one of the best in Cowboy history, and this is a team that 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 coached the Senior Bowl the year before. So you're right. They, you know, they get a, they do get a head start on evaluating talent, and, uh, you know, it, this. I, I'm saying this to give you something to look forward to, Dr. Train, because you, you know, of the three teams that we support, yours didn't do much this year. So maybe, maybe this is the beginning of a turnaround for you. <laughs> we will see. We'll see, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will see. If we
3: see somebody ain't getting their hopes up high.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um uh I asked I I asked myself this question because because I figured, you know, it was a good question to ask myself. Um do I now believe in Matt Ryan? <clears throat> um you guys you guys know that I've said unequivocally that he's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback even though he had a great year. And I just still don't believe in him. And after watching the game, <clears throat> nothing has changed. I still don't believe in him. I still think the same. I think he's had a great year. I think he's a good quarterback. I do not think he is a great quarterback. Um, you know, when I think of quarterbacks like Trent Dilfer and Joe Flacco that have won Super Bowls, even winning the Super Bowl won't change my mind. Now, if he comes back next year and lights it up like he did this year, okay, then maybe maybe, maybe you will get my attention. Maybe I can then begin to start to view you as an elite quarterback in this league, but until that happens, no, no, no I'm just I'm still not sold on a guy. Um, but here's another question for you guys. Let's start with uh J. b. You, like me, have said on this show that Joe Montana is the best ever. What if Tom Brady – now, we'll do our picks next week. What if Tom Brady wins? Fifth Super Bowl ring, seventh appearance. Do you still feel like Montana is the best ever? Or would that be enough to sway you to say that Brady is now the best ever?
3: You know, I asked myself that same question too, um, especially right after the game was over, because I'm mean, like, you're going to a seven Super Bowl. If he's going to be a five time Super Bowl champ, nobody else can state that claim. Um, and I think about the weapons that he's had around him over the years, it pains me to say it, but I have to start leaning in that direction. I mean, simply because I don't think there's been any other person you who know, has like seven Super Bowl experiences, as stated. No quarterback has ever won five Super Bowls. And that that speaks to longevity and greatness. And you can't have the two together without having Tom Brady in that discussion. So uh, right now, I'd have to lean in that direction. I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment. But I mean the numbers kind of speak for themselves.
2: Dr. Train, what do you think? Would you put Brady as the best ever or do you already have him there? I probably still keep
4: Joe Montana. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's there's quite a bit that they changed the game to kind of protect these quarterbacks in this day and age. Uh, And I wasn't a believer, just like you didn't believe in uh, Matt Ryan. I really wasn't a believer in Tom Brady, even after the first two Super Bowls, because I credit that a lot to uh, the entire Patriots organization and not so much Tom Brady's play. So it wasn't until about his third year when he started
2: chunking up. I was like, oh, it's, yes, this dude is a good thing. Okay. K-Star, what are your thoughts on Brady winning another Super Bowl? Where does that put him in in, in uh, all-time ranks for quarterbacks? He's already the greatest to me. I mean, the guy...
0: Like, we talk about how the game change and, you know, salary cap era. Well, this dude literally dominates this era like we've never seen anyone dominate any era. I mean, six Super Bowl appearances? Is that right? Is that where he'll be at? Or is it seven? seven. This will be seven for him. This is ridiculous. Like, yeah. Listen, like, that doesn't. Yes. Yes. I mean, the guy just went, like, I think he's been to 11 A C championship games. And he... Think about it, right? Like, we're talking last week, and I posted some picture of the uh, quarterbacks and which have come from the AFC. It's only been him, Ben and Peyton. Like, I hate to say it, but he's embarrassed Ben and, and the COG Tom. he's played us. He's embarrassed Peyton and the Colts numerous times, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He's done it all numerous times and he's going to have, if they win, five Super Bowl rings. In a day and age in which teams aren't even supposed to be this dominant, yet here they are largely due to his level of play. I mean, it's unprecedented. It's truly amazing. And, yes, I mean, for, to me, I, I just don't know what more you would need to see.
2: So let me uh, let me ask you a question. Best running back of all time. Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you, K-Star. Oh, okay.
0: Um, You know... Most say Jim Brown, and I'm not going to disagree. But honestly, I don't. I obviously didn't get to watch him play, um, and you know, I didn't necessarily get to watch Walter Payton play. But if I had to pick one, I would say it was Walter Payton. But you know, I don't. And and Emmitt Smith certainly right there, as is Barry. It's kind of tough, but you know, I can see where you're going with it. I just don't look at running backs and quarterbacks the same light, but.
2: How well, but Payton I mean, but, the question. well, well, would well. Answer, I would say Walter Payton answered the question. Yeah, and 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 I and and it's a it's a worthy it's a worthy it Payton deserves to be named the best ever, but he was outrushed by two thousand yards and a guy that had two more Super Bowl rings, um, you know, and yeah. so and so yeah. I I I think my point there is what Brady is doing is unprecedented, but I don't know if that makes him the best ever. You know, if LeBron James yeah. has already been to seven seven championships, more than Michael Jordan, um, but he's got three rings, you know. So if he gets seven and he's been to, you know, 11, does that make him better? Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to forget that he lost four and Jordan hasn't lost any. Bill Russell's yeah. won, I believe, 11 rings, but, you know, out of 13 trips. But Jordan is still considered the best ever, even over – you know even over bill russell who's got almost twice the rings so i i i myself would still have to lean towards montana and i've seen them both i've i've watched the, the, joe montana's entire career and i've watched tom brady's entire career and tom brady is certainly uh i'd say he's clear cut number 2 i don't i can't think of anybody else that i would put at number 2 i just i don't i don't see it um, and I think all of this, is not to beat a dead horse, but all this Aaron Rodgers and hype about him being one of the best ever that, you know, shut up. He, he's very good. Seriously? And when he, gets, when he gets hot, he can play as good as anybody ever when he gets hot. But he ain't in that conversation to me right now. He just ain't. Sorry, he just ain't. But Brady, yeah, he's in that conversation. But I, I still think, you know, You know, I still think I got to go, I got to go with, um, I got to go with Montana. Unlike, unlike the Steeler teams that won four Super Bowls that were really defense driven, you know, Montana was the driving force behind those Super Bowls. Montana was really the guy who orchestrated those wins. And so, um, you know, and then he went to Kansas City and took a crappy Kansas City team to the playoffs. You know, that team was crap when he got there and he took them to the playoffs. So I, I just still think that Montana's. You know, I would encourage anyone listening to the show. You know, I, I, I don't know what's out there as far as NFL archives, but watch a season, pick a season. You know, a season in the in the '80s um Joe Montana, and just watch the entire watch. Watch all all the games, and just watch them. You'll be amazed at what you see. The guy the guy was something else. And you know what? Time kind of forgets. You know what I mean? (laughs) Time forgets, you know, and and then that's then it becomes the age-old debate with you know guys like me who's getting up in age just a little bit. No jokes, K Star, and then you get the younger guys who you know looking at today, but maybe didn't see some of the younger guys. I saw I saw these guys. I saw Walter Payton' entire career. Walter Payton was was a beast. That's why I can't argue that pick. You know, as a matter of fact, Walter generally is always my pick because the guy was phenomenal. He was he was just phenomenal. He wasn't overly fast. He wasn't overly big. But man, oh, man, could he run? Could he block? Could he catch? You know, had hands like Michael Jordan. You know, I mean, the guy was insane. You watch his workout regimen. There's plenty of, you know, YouTube videos about his workout regimen. Just watching it kills me. You know, just watching it. I got to go take a break unbelievable anyway all right last thing last thing of the night and then we're gonna get on out of here a little early tonight because we're gonna do we're gonna do a Super Bowl preview show next week next week all we're gonna talk about is the upcoming Super Bowl maybe touch on the Pro Bowl you know a little bit but uh we're gonna talk about Super Bowl matchups um actually two things we'll do and then we get out of here um I want to get I already know, but I guess for the show's purposes we'll get his thoughts. Um I want I, I really am curious about you guys thoughts on Trump's first three or four days in office. You know, he signed he was sworn in noon on Friday, so Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? Four about four days, four and a half days in office thereabouts. Um I'm just curious because the reason I say that, the reason I ask is, it, everyone's talking about it. Um, K Star has been on my newsfeed. He's seen it. He's been thoroughly impressed with the amount of activity on my wall about the election. It's, yeah, it really is. It's 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 polarizing, and um, I got everybody and their mama talking about it, which is okay. I'm okay with it. Um, but let me let me let me let me not start with K Star because I already know his thoughts on it. But let me let me start with Train because I really don't know. What train's position or thoughts is? Well, just just in all honesty, and this is in you know what we're not gonna really debate it. I just want to hear. I'm just curious. Your thoughts, train first. Listen, man. um,
4: This dude ended up being the country's choice, and that's been. And to be honest, at the end of the day, you know what I did What I agree with this. This. But I agree or disagree with disagree with it is what it is. What I do not like, uh, is that I spent eight years watching the president that had some class. And even presidents before him that that had class. Um, that's what this guy likes. Um the the amount of disrespect that he shows the media when they're asking questions, I don't understand. Yeah, to me it's it's a, he he does it it's like he's doing it all for entertainment. So, so that's like that's really like my biggest disappointment. And then of course, you know, choosing people to fill in spots. Well, he didn't have any political experience, so evidently he's choosing people that don't have any experience to fill in the positions <laughs> that that he gets to choose. That he gets to choose from. So, but my biggest issue is this dude's lack of class when he gets in front of the media. It's, he's looking to be okay. entertaining? And we don't need a we don't need a president that's entertaining.
2: We need somebody that's focused. And I just hope at some point he gets it he gets focused. Okay. That's fair. Uh we'll let K Star go next. K Star, your your thoughts on uh Donald Trump's first four and a half days in office. Um, uh, well
0: to his credit, he has kept on Two campaign promises, one of which was withdrawing from the Trans Pacific Partnership, the TPP, um, which I personally like, and actually Bernie Sanders was a huge endorse, endorser of if he were to become president. And apparently uh, he also went through with this keyline pipeline proposal in Dakota. Uh, which was a campaign promise, though I don't really have a strong opinion yet one way or another on this one. Um, So, you know, if you're looking at it from, he kept campaign promises. I mean, it's only four days in, but yes, so far he has. Um, You know, as far as the media stuff goes, I get why he is the way he is with them based off what has been revealed through WikiLeaks and the way he's been covered However, I guess my my biggest gripe is just the way in which uh, that Paul Spicer, I believe is the name, um, has dealt with it in that.
2: Sean Spicer, I forgot.
0: Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, Sean Spicer. Where Trump kind of put him in a spot, basically, to where he has to make kind of Trump like claims, but in a serious form and fashion, which isn't going to bode well because, you know, he's more worried about how many people we're at his inauguration and correcting the media on stupid little things like that, which I think is just like, come on, dude, Uh, who cares? Like focus on what matters. Um, So outside of that um, in courage, you know, it's just weird because the guy doesn't seem to be, you know, of course he's not presidential in the sense that what we're used to, but I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing because there's already seen some uh, campaign promises come through and some results. So, you know, it's really short. We'll see. Okay.
2: J.B.?
3: Yeah, from what I've actually been able to, um, to view because I've, I've been inundated with work and trying to fix a few things around here and obviously watch the games. But from what I have heard, it hasn't changed my tone about him or or, or his approach to being a president. To me, I, I feel as though he's still taking it as it's a game. This is all fun. This is something as, as a, a little side gig. And it really shouldn't be. And, Case and I see where you're going. to understand your point, but I still disagree. I think when you're a it, it there's a certain level of maturity and resolve that you need to have. And I just fear that if he continues this, this case that he's on, he's going to piss the wrong people off. And he hasn't stuck to all of his campaign measures, says Hillary's still a free woman. And he said he, he's going to throw her in jail. So she's still walking the street. Not that I want to see her in jail, but if you're going to talk about stuff, follow through with everything. And I read one thread on Facebook, uh, and I'm not sure if you sent it to me or if I just saw it, but it basically made it uh, much, much more difficult for folks to be homeowners within one hour of being pregnant. Um, I find that just kind of appalling, man. It only takes one hour to bring the, the country down a notch in terms of trying to afford a home or be able to purchase a home. Uh, that Right now, that's my take. I'm going to try to be as optimistic as possible, but I haven't heard or seen anything yet that's going to make my mind change in, in another direction. i like to hope so, but I haven't seen anything so far.
2: Mm, okay. Um, and the reason I asked you guys, you may have seen, you may not have seen um, from time to time, I will be hosting a separate show called the political voice right here on blog talk radio. Um, I did the first show Sunday morning at 11. Um, I don't know when I'll do the next one, but I will, you guys are certainly welcome to listen in, call in or participate if you'd like, or, or not. Um, and, and the reason I'm doing it is because I'm, I'm disappointed in our country and how people can overlook things when the last president was under a constant microscope. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll give, I'll give an example. Um, our current president stated that the reason he lost the popular vote was because of illegal aliens voting. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just blatantly not true. That's just a lie. And that's not okay. It is not okay to be the president of the United States. I don't care if you're Obama, Trump, Bush, Reagan, Clinton. I don't care who you are. It's not okay to sit up there and do blatant lies or the new term alternative facts. I want you guys and I want anyone listening to go and watch, um, oh, God, her name, the one that did the alternative facts, meet the press, Carol, Carol Ann Conway. Watch the interview, okay? Because, see, what I do, I watch people. Watch the interview when Chuck Todd continues, to his credit, wouldn't let go of why Trump is not letting go of the crowd thing. He can't ever be beat by anybody, even if he really was. And he won't let the crowd thing go. He won't let the election vote go. He He just won't do it. And so there was a claim made that there really was more people at the inauguration on Friday, went back later, walked it back and said, total, including TV, but that's not what they said originally, right? And Chuck Todd said, but it's blatantly not true. And she said, well, the Spicer was introducing alternate facts. Watch her face and watch her almost like, like she didn't even believe and by all accounts, She's a very smart woman. Everybody, Republicans, Democrats, there's not one person who says she's stupid. Everybody says how smart she is. Watch the look on her face as the words are coming out of her mouth. And she almost starts to laugh like she's hearing herself. And she realizes how stupid she, she sounds, but she can't laugh because she's on national TV. So she can't do it. But watch it. I promise you, even you, K-Star, watch it. Watch the clip of Meet the Press. I saw it live because I was watching another radio show, a news show, earlier that day. They had pre-recorded the interview. They showed the clip. And I said, when's Meet the Press coming on? And it was coming on a little bit later. came on at 1030. I did the political voice at 11. So I got to see it just before I went on the air. And watch the body language. Watch the face. Watch the almost... She paused as she was saying it, and then she almost laughed after she said it. Watch it. I promise you, you guys will see it. And my problem here is, listen, he's president. Barring anything, you know, major happening, um, corruption or anything like that, that he gets caught, he's going to be president for the next four years. we got to deal with it. Stop lying. Just just stop lying. It's blatant. It's not, it's not subtle. It's not policy, you're just just making things up. You you gotta stop. You know, you you come in front of the CIA wall and you said the media is perpetrating a a feud between you and the intelligence agencies where a week or two earlier you you compared them to Nazi Germany, that you did that, those were your words. Come on. You said to Hillary at the debate, if I get in the office, I'm hiring an independent prosecutor, and you're going to jail. You called her Crooked Hillary. You, you said, lock her up. You had the crowds chanting, lock her up. And then the night of your inauguration, you pointed her out, and the audience said, I respect her. So which is it? You, 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 you wanted her in jail two, three months ago. You talked about emails. But now you respect her. Somewhere you're lying. you can't do both. So my only wish right now, because it's only four and a half days, in case stars right, it's only a week, not even a week, half a week. My only wish right now is to stop with the double talk and the lies, and whatever it is, whether we like it or not, whether we agree with you or not, whether we approve of it or not, just it is what it is. Just just be just be the way it is. But stop with the flim-flam back and forth. Say one thing. you Say something different. Spicer comes out on Saturday. He looks like a jerk. He comes back on Monday. He's a completely different person. That's your staff, bro. That's your, that's your staff. He ain't my staff. You did that. He got, the, he got the, the mandate to go out there and be a jerk on Saturday from somebody and then to come out and be nicer on Monday from somebody else. Just, just, yo, whatever it is, I, I, I want to focus on your policy. I want to focus on how you govern our nation. And you're not allowing me to do that with all the rhetoric and crap that is out there as smoke screens. I don't care anymore about the inauguration and who have more people. I don't care. I don't care. You know, it's irrelevant to me. What I care about is Are you going to destroy this country or are you going to make it great? Not great again. It's already great. Are you going to make it greater? And I I can't get behind you. I don't know enough about TPP to know if I'm for it or against it, but you promised it. You supported it. Bernie Bernie Sanders was in that corner. I respect Bernie Sanders. There's got to be something there. So, okay. Your uh, Secretary of the Interior, kind of like that guy. Okay, you know, I'm trying to find reasons to get behind you, but you keep messing it up, Mr. President. So you want all this marching to go away? You want all this skepticism to go away? Then be straight. Just shoot straight for a change,
0: because you haven't
2: done it in 18 months. You haven't. You've flim-flammed and gone back and forth. And, hey, got you in the office. But you don't need to do it no more. You're in the office. You got the job, bruh. You're in the position. Now shoot straight with the people. And, and, and if you do that, whether we like you or not, we will ultimately respect you because at least you're being straight with us. We will respect that as a nation. You may only be a one-term president. Worry about that in four years. Just be straight with this country. Be straight with the people. You'll see the marching go away. You'll see all of that stuff go away. And we can now get to work and see, okay, what are you doing? What are you doing? So... Anyone out there listening, stay tuned for episode two of The Political Voice. Wanted to give everybody a free, free preview. Okay, last but not least, Super Bowl upcoming. Before we get out of here, one thing that you're looking forward to seeing in the Super Bowl next week uh, in about 12 days, one thing that you're looking forward to seeing. Um, I'll tell, I'm going to start it off. I'm looking forward to seeing if, if, Bill Belichick and the Patriots' defense can stifle Julio Jones. I don't think they can. Not saying I'm going to pick Atlanta, but I think Julio, going, going, he's going to get his. So I'm looking forward to seeing if they can stifle Julio Jones. That's the matchup I want to see. Malcolm Butler, safety over the top, or however they want to do it. Um, JV. One thing you're looking forward to seeing in this matchup.
3: Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the uh, the linebackers and the cornerbacks versus Tom Brady. I want to see if if uh, speed will dictate the pace, or will it be the old venerable veteran that can still shred a young but quick defense? So I'm really interested in seeing how that's going to play out.
2: Uh, are you saying you're curious to see if they can get pressure on him?
3: Yeah, I want to see if they can get pressure on them, but I also want to see what kind of, of secondary scheme they're going to throw at them because, like I said before, if they go with a zone, are going to shred them. So they're, they're faster than the Steelers secondary. Are they going to make that lead work for them or, work, or is it going to work against them?
2: Okay. All right. K-Star, one thing you're looking forward in this
0: matchup? Yeah, just seeing how the Patriots scheme against Atlanta's Amazing offense, like you know, you were pointing out. Are they going to try to take away Julio? Because we've seen that if they do that, if teams have done that this season. You know, the, the Falcons have been able to beat up teams, you know, with their plethora of other weapons. So I'm curious how the Patriots defensively are going to take on Atlanta, and you know, um, I, I just want to see what their approach is. Frankly, I think it's be really cool to see. And I think offense, we know kind of what we'll see from. Brady and and against Atlanta because they the same. I don't want to go too much into it. But it's the same as coordinator that he played against a few years ago in Super Bowl before Seattle.
2: Okay. Uh Doctor Train. One thing you're looking forward to seeing in this matchup. Wow,
4: man! Y'all mentioned all the cool stuff already. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly. Uh, um, for me, the the I, I'm I'm really just looking at that what I consider the X factor of the entire game, and it's the playoffs. Atlanta's defense as a whole, to me, that that is the one truly one true X factor of the entire game. We you know what to expect from Atlanta's offense, okay? It's just a it's just a bar it's just about whether uh, Bill Sheck can stop what they bring out, and I think Kyle Shanahan. This is definitely his uh, his debut to his head coaching position. Um, but the biggest question, I mean, you, you, Patriots' defense has been good all year. You know the Patriots' offense, everything runs from Tom Brady. For to me, the X factor is what Atlanta defense will we see on Super Bowl Sunday, and that will dictate how this game will turn out.
2: Okay. I'll add one more. I just thought of it, and – I'm curious if Matt Ryan will show a killer instinct cuz we already know one of the things that I respect about Tom Brady is he plays the game like he's never won before. He plays it like he's looking for his first Super Bowl. You would never know watching him play that the guy's one of the most accomplished quarterbacks in the history of the game. You wouldn't know it. Um and I respect that about him. Um now can can the other offensive leader on the other side play with that same hunger because he gonna need to. But can he, can he play with that same hunger because he hasn't won? <laughs> but who's gonna appear to be the hungrier of the two quarterbacks? You know that that's uh, that's 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 another that's a that's a bonus one. Okay, um, great show tonight, guys. Uh, final thoughts, final words uh, as we go into. Uh, You know, we'll be back next Tuesday for our part two Super Bowl preview where we'll get in-depth into the game, talk about matchup schemes, that kind of stuff, um, injuries, all that good stuff, and ultimately make our predictions. So I'll start with Dr. Train this time. Any final thoughts from you, Dr. Train? I guess
4: if I have any, man, um, I may pay attention to the senior bowl this year, you know, because my team is coaching. So, just kind of see my head coach on the sidelines and see see what the players are doing and see if, you know, see if I get any tidbits. I mean, that's pretty much it. And as far as the pro bowl is concerned, I think the only thing to be excited about is side ball and whether somebody get their head taken off. Uh, other than that, you know what I'm saying? I may take a peek at, at Jordan Howard depending on
2: how the players are actually playing.
3: Okay.
2: JB, uh, any final thoughts?
3: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat, too. I'm thinking about watching that senior bowl, see how that plays out. I see on NFL.com, they're already saying, who's going to be the next Dak Prescott? And I'm like, you know what? Slow down. I hate that. Who's going to be the next and Who's going to be the next Dak? Let's just see what happens and how it plays out. So I'd like to be able to watch that. And I'm also just curious to see how much, uh, how many more analytics they're going to pull out in regards to Super Bowl 51. There's always going to be talk about Well, this number and that number. I'm just curious to see what other um, analysis is going to be done prior to the game.
2: Okay. K-Star.
0: Don't leave us, Ben. I know you're upset. I know it hurts. Please don't do this shit. Please. You're, You're still playing at such a high level. Martavis Bryant, if he keeps his head on straight, We'll be back next season, and he's a supreme talent. We can beat any type of coverage. We can finally have a full complement of offense. We, finally, we definitely still have a Super Bowl caliber team, especially with Ladarius Green, Arteus Bryant, you know, provided that health goes right and nothing else bad happens. Hopefully not anything bad happens. But come on, man. Come on, dude. You're playing so well. Like, let's not end it here, man. I know you want to preserve your body, but damn it. We're too good. You're too good. I don't want to see you go out like this, man. Don't fucking leave me. All right, Case. Tony, <laughs>
1: you guys can point the finger. <laughs> okay. Um,
2: I think we might have to perform like an intervention if Ben does retire. Uh-huh. I think K-Star um, will never, it'll never be the same. I mean, and, and and the thing about it is, you don't have a backup. I mean, Landry Jones is not the heir apparent. Uh, uh, oh. You 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 really you really you know. I mean, we can joke all we want, but you know what? The Roonies or Tomlin somebody over there. I don't know who your GM is, but they may want to get on the phone with. They may want to get on the phone with Jerry Jones now and be like, hey, hey man, don't pull that trigger just yet <laughs> with, with Denver. You know, we need to see what Ben's going to do. You know?
0: seriously. Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean.
2: That was yeah. little I can see it now. George,
3: Jones on the phone. Well, wait a minute now. Let me see what kind of value I can get for a small quarterback and see the Robo since I am the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, um, I got I – I love when he does that impression i i just got two two things um one um dallas needs a pass rusher please get a pass rusher free agency um uh uh you know draft but we need we need a we need a pass rusher we need a monster we need a guy that you know we need a clowny you know or uh uh, JJ J. Watt or and, and guys, JJ J. Watt ain't coming to Dallas. Yeah, all over the internet, trade trade Romo for JJ J. Watt. That ain't happening. Y'all might as well let that go. Um, and I don't want JJ J. Watt per se because he's kind of getting injury prone now too. Um, but we need a player like that. So just just you know keep as many you know. got got to go through and juggle and you know. Um, free agents, and I get it, but whatever happens, you gotta get a pass rusher, okay? I I, I can't, we can't do this no more without a pass rusher. We can't, okay? And um, that was the other thing I was gonna say. There was one other thing I was gonna say. The pass rusher.
3: While you're thinking of that, how about develop David Irving? Yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, yeah, I, I think I think he's got some talent, but I don't know that he's that solution. You know, I don't know that he's that. I don't. I don't. You know, that Randy Gregory was that solution, but we can't keep him on the field. Uh, Demarcus mm-hmm. Lawrence was that solution. We can't keep him healthy. Um, so you know, um, Irving plays in spurts, but he hasn't showed it consistently for me to think that he's that solution yet. Yet. So I'm saying you go out and get a guy whether you got to get him out of free agency, get him like uh, one, and then I, you know, wrap up, but Dwight Freeney was out there, and I get it. He's at the end of his career, but the guy can still rush the passer and he can teach, you know, I'm sick of these guys, you you know, the youth movement and, you know, you're holding up, you're holding up progress. No, not all the time. Sometimes you need that guy. How much better did Von Miller get after DeMarcus Ware got there? Don't get me wrong. Von Miller was, was already a beast. But you ask him, and he will tell you that one of the people he's looked up to was DeMarcus Ware. And, and so Big having Beasley. DeMarcus – what's that? See Dick Beasley for the Falcons. B- Vic by Beasley by for the Falcons. Exactly. Like sometimes it's okay to bring in. Look at James Harrison in Pittsburgh, right, 38 years old. Look what he's done the last couple of years coming back to Pittsburgh. Sometimes that aging veteran still has something to offer on the field. And in the locker room. And I'm saying, you know, Dallas all the time, no, no, youth movement, youth line. You know what? You need to go ahead and get a pass rusher. I don't care if he's 35. Or maybe 25. they can get Demarcus Wareback. Well, You know year. what? I would take him. Let him finish his career in Dallas. I take yeah. him. Give him 20, 25 snaps a game. Let him work with Demarcus Lawrence. Let him work with Randy Gregory if Randy Gregory ever comes back. David Irving, if we move him at defensive end, although he plays both end and then tackle, I think he'd be a better end if you ask me with his with his range. But you know what do I know? Um, I'd be okay with that. But anyway, I can't remember the other thing I was going to say. There was one other thing I wanted to say, and I can't remember what it was. So anyway, so then I guess um, hey, so yeah, next Tuesday night nine o'clock Super Bowl Fifty One full preview from the guys at the Madden Voice. Make sure you check us out. And, hey, we're still on Facebook. We're still on Twitter. Um, you know, don't, don't be shy about checking us out. And, hey, you know, uh, if, if you want to talk politics with me, hey, check out the Political Voice. Uh, Going to do another show at some point this week. Just stay tuned. It'll be out there on Twitter. It'll be out there on my Facebook and, uh, and, and actually, the political voice is in iTunes, so you can subscribe to the podcast. If you want to flip the script a little bit and talk some politics, check me out. So, for, for uh, JB, for K-Star, and, of course, Dr. Train, thank everybody for tuning in. We will see you next week, the last show before the Super Bowl. There's only two games left. we got the Pro Bowl. By the way, the Cowboys are coaching, Cowboys coaching staff, Pro Bowl. And then we've got the Super Bowl, and then that's it until August. (sighs) Yeah, moment of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next week. And remember, all feuds settled on the field. Good night, everybody bap 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 bap